to the Vans Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear Broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. All right, thank you so much for tuning back into the broadcast. We're continuing uh, Glory That Saves. This is part three. If you have not heard part one or part two, uh, those are all archived on the website and on YouTube. You can go back and uh, you can pull those up. We're going to get into some things tonight that are maybe going to be a little bit deep uh, for some of you. If they are too hard for you to understand or you you're not going to if you're not following along very well uh, we will be taking questions depending on the time we may or may not take questions tonight Uh, if you would like to call in and ask your question you can call into the number uh, that crystal had mentioned it's on the website 1-857-232-0476 enter access code 750 Zero zero zero. If we take questions tonight, you can call in and you can ask your question live on air and I'll do my best to answer it for you tonight. Uh, otherwise, you can email us, you can write to us, you can go to the website. I would prefer you to use the website to write to us. You can go to um, contact us. Uh, there's a little drop down menu thing if you're on your mobile you can go um, to the website in the top corner it's a you can click on the the little drop down menu and go to more and contact us i would prefer you to use that if you're going to ask questions or you can go to the home page and just scroll down until you see uh, a little area there where we have created for you to ask questions uh, it's purple it's not hard to miss so um, use that otherwise your questions get lost in in messages okay if you try to write us on uh, Facebook I'm not the only person that has access to the Facebook there are uh, multiple people that are administrators over these Facebook pages and see everything that comes in so if you write to the ministry on Facebook uh, sometimes it gets lost in that okay so try to use what we have set up so that we can get your questions answered. Uh, I encourage all of you to listen to the entirety of this message uh, and understand going into this message that we are going to be breaking this message off before we even get halfway through this part of it. Okay, so I hate to do this to you. Otherwise, we're going to be here all night. Uh, And I know, especially if you're watching on Facebook, you probably... Uh, have, you know, you got more chance to scroll and find other things to look at. So you're only going to hear a piece of it. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit leery to even get into this on social media and on these platforms because of that and because of the way people have treated me over the years about uh, saying, well, you know, Pastor Vance, he preaches this and believes this. And all they heard was one sentence out of a 20 hour series that I preached. You know, they they don't know what I believe. They don't know what I was preaching. 
uh, they they only heard a, a small portion. So I encourage you to listen to the entirety of this message as we get into it. We're going to start getting into some scripture here. And um, while Sister Crystal finishes up what she's doing, uh, I'm going to just brag for a second. Don't take it as bragging. Uh, we have worked really hard to achieve uh, what what we do have. Uh, we've spent, I, I have personally spent tens of thousands of dollars, more than that, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years of my own money into this ministry and equipment. And God has recently, this year, started blessing us uh, with some people that want to sow into the ministry. Uh, they know that we have needs. They know that there's equipment needs. We have equipment coming all the way through the middle of April. It's been ordered. It's on its way. It's going to make things a lot better for you guys and a lot better for us in here. Uh, let's get into the scriptures before I take forever talking about that. I just thought I would add that since we we came out of the series on grace and we're going into glory uh, and you're going to find out that one of the words for glory is to actually brag or to boast so um, we're bragging on what god is doing for this ministry uh, not on what we are doing all right we're going to pick up in john chapter 17 verse 19. now for those of you that have never tuned in never watched us or anything i know that there are a lot of people that are watching that have never heard anything that we've done or seen anything that we have done we are working out of john chapter 17 and if you can picture a tree as the trunk comes up we'll call the the main trunk john chapter 17 for now and then it'll start to branch we're actually not even to the branches we're in the roots right now there are roots, but we'll say branches for the visual effect. There are branches that come out. So when it seems like that we're getting way off track on another scripture, just understand we're exhausting the branches to get to the leaves because underneath the leaves is the fruit. How many knows the, the leaves hide the fruit? We're trying to get to the fruit, the meat of the message. John chapter 17, verse 19, it reads, And for their sakes... I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through truth. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through truth. Now, we have explained, and I'm not going to go back and re-preach a lot of this. But we have explained emphatically that Jesus is, in fact, the truth. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. The truth was made flesh. The word of God was made flesh. That is the truth. Okay, let's look at the word sanctify. The word sanctify is defined as to separate, to consecrate, to cleanse, to purify, to sanctify or regard or reverence as holy. Do you see that? To regard or reverence as holy. So separate and consecrate to cleanse, to purify, or regard or reverence as holy. 
So for their sakes, I separate myself, I consecrate myself, I cleanse myself, I purify myself, and I regard this office that I'm in as holy. That's what Jesus said. That they might be separated, and that they there are you actually, that you might be separated, that you might be consecrated, that you might be cleansed, that you might be purified, and that you might be regarded as holy through him. You see that? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over somewhere and if you're watching us, we're pulling it up on the screen. If you're just listening by audio, uh, we're going to John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 6. And I'm going to read out of the Tree of Life version, and I know that there are a lot of you that just cringed when I said that. Don't leave yet. All right. I, I hate to break it to you, but John the Baptist didn't use a King James Bible, despite the song that I sang years ago. Okay. The reason I'm using this translation is because what it says in your King James Bible is not actually what was written. It was added, corrupted. In fact, the earlier versions of the King James Bible don't have the extra parts of the verse that we have today. See, I read this out of a real early, uh, from the 1700s, a real early King James Bible. It did not have the extra parts. They were added years later. And some of that they add for, to try to help people understand, and sometimes they just end up corrupting the truth. But 1 John chapter 5, verse 6, we're going to read out of the Tree of Life. Messiah or Messiah, Yeshua, which is Jesus Christ. So you got to understand the Greek and the Hebrew both read from right to left. Okay, so you see this backwards. In English, that would be Jesus Christ is the one. In Greek, it's Messiah, the anointed, which is what Christ means. Yeshua, which was who we call Jesus, is the one who came by water and blood. Not by water only, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one who testifies. Because the Spirit is truth. Do you see that? Because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that testify. Do you see this? There are three that testify. The Spirit the water, and the blood. And these three are one. Somebody says, wait a minute. How can the spirit be one with the water and one with the blood? How are that, how, how is these three different elements one? See, you think too natural. The spirit was always typed as water throughout the Bible. The Spirit is the blood. And for those of you that have not heard the message, we're never going to get through this tonight. I can tell already. That's all right. We've got, we've got all year to go through this. 
For those of you that didn't hear the message that I preached years ago on where God dwells, I think Pastor Marie Caudell heard that message. Maybe she can recollect some of it and help me remember what I preached. Where God dwells, where is he actually seated in you? And back then, I taught that God actually inhabits your very cell structure. That he is all the way down at the atomic level dwelling in your cell structure. See, the Bible said the word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting asunder the soul and the spirit to the dividing of the joint and the marrow. The only thing that can separate the soul and the spirit is the word of God. And the spirit that it was talking about is the spirit of man. The only thing that can separate it is the word of God. And it's coming from the marrow which is actually producing the blood cell. Marie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it produces the red blood cell. And contained in the blood cell is what is are three what they call corks. And I have heard people try to preach that's the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No, that's not. Listen. That's the spirit, the water, and the blood. Because when those corks come together, they produce the cell. The cell is what produces life in your blood. Your blood is what produces life in your body. Your body is what produces life in your family. Are you following me? I got to I got to break this cuz I'm going to get off on a tangent. I, then we're really going to detract. The spirit, the water and the blood and these three are one. They are in fact an atom, A T O M, which is a physical exact physical replication of A-D-O-M because what Adam was to the earth and to the church is what the atom is to the body without it you die Adam Adam excuse me Adam was the first son of God. See, the Bible called him the son of God. And the Bible calls you the sons of God. Anyway, we got to move on. I'm going to get off on a tangent here. I'm sorry. That part's all free. John chapter 17, verse 20. Let's get back over to John. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also. Some of you... I'm just squirreling off here. Some of you are like, all right, I've heard enough. That's all I can eat for tonight. <laughs> Wait, we haven't even gotten to the first appetizer yet. We are still laying a foundation. We're still in the roots of this tree. 
Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. All right, so he said, I'm not praying for the people that are standing here alone, but I'm also praying for those that are going to hear this word or read this word and come after them. Verse 21, that they all may be one. Do you see that? The spirit, the water, and the blood. It's all typed to you operating in the kingdom of God. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Now, well, let's just let's just turn over to a scripture here before I get off on another tangent. We'll, n- we'll never get to the part that poor blessed brother Brandon Horton's been waiting on. Brother, I'm trying to get to it for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Okay, so understand this. See, there are a lot of people that are waiting on him to show up in just one singular body like I'm in. That's not how that works. See, that, that's, that's, that's terrible to, to think that because what that does is it totally removes everything that he can do through his body. It just pushes it off aside because we're, we're waiting on something that doesn't exist. See, it's very detrimental to your authority, your power, your dominion, and your glory. Verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, or have, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Do you see that? Drink into one spirit. Well, you drink water. Do you see how this is all tying together now? You've been made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many. See, you're part of that body. You are his body. Now you can start to understand why Jesus said, I will give, when he was sitting at uh, Jacob's well, and the Samaritan woman came to him, and he said, woman, if you knew who it was that you were talking to, you'd be asking me for something to drink. And she said, how in the world would I be asking you for something to drink? when you don't even have anything to draw water with, and this well is deep. Hello. This well is deep. And he said, I'll give you water that if you drink it, you'll never thirst again. And then he went on to say that I, speaking of himself, will be in you a well of water that is springing up into everlasting life. Okay, 
So let's go back. Let's look that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. How will the world know that Jesus was sent? How will they know through us that Jesus is sent? Let's read it. I could tell you, but some people think, why do you use so many scriptures? Because if you don't read it, you're going to think I made it up. John 13, 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself. I know for those of you that don't read King James, this is complicating. Let me explain this. If God be glorified in Jesus, God shall also glorify Jesus in God himself and shall straightway glorify him, which are immediately glorify him. Little children, yet a little while while I'm with you, you shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, in verse 34, look at this. This is what we're getting to. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Look at this. He said that twice. If he said it twice, it's got to be important, right? Verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one to another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one to another. That is the problem with the modern day church establishment. If you don't belong to my church, you know, I'm making a hypothetical here. If you don't belong to my group, then you're not of us. If you weren't, if you were of us, you'd be with us. So you went out from, you know, they try to say stuff like that. They have no love. No wonder no one believes in Jesus. No wonder people don't believe in the power of God. Verse 22, or John chapter 17, verse 22. We're going back. If you're following in the actual Bible, just put your little marker there so you can jump back with us every time we go. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Now look. That they may be one even as we are one. The glory that thou hast given me, I have given them that they may be one. It almost sounds like the purpose of this is to unite the body as one. Even as we are one, he said. So what I'm going to give you a little nugget here, and we're not probably going to actually get into this for another few weeks, at least. Part of that glory that he gave you was love. Really, that, that is the entirety of that glory that he gave, was love. Now, I'm going to show you, we're going to define the word glory here. The word glory is the word doxa in the Greek. 
And it means glory in a wide application, literally or figuratively, dignity, glory, honor, praise, worship. It comes from the word dakeo, which means to think. By implication, to seem, which is part of thinking, be accounted, to please, to be of reputation, to seem good, suppose, think. Okay? And it's compared to the base of the word dagneo, which means to show, literally or figuratively, to show. So glory roots all the way to the base of a word that means to show. Dagneo, to show. Okay? First, uh, Timothy 6.15 said, which in times past, or excuse me, which in his times, I don't have this to pull up. We might want to double check me. Which in his times, he will show who is the blessed and only potentate, king of kings and lord of lords. 1 Timothy 6.15, you got it? Oh, she's occupied. Which in times past, he shall show, which is the only potentate, king of kings and lord of lords. Some of you are like, what is potentate? Told you Jesus was a hillbilly. Did I get it right? Potentate is like first in rank or power or authority. King of kings and Lord of lords. So he will show in his times. What is that showing? You got to go back to the word doxa. Honor, praise, majesty, glory. Now, where does doxa come from? It's produced through love and unity. You see, now I've been telling you for years now that God is moving away from a one-man show. I'm going to rephrase that. He is not moving away from a one-man. He has moved away from a one-man show. He has moved into a body movement where the entirety of the body of Christ is producing the glory of God. And that glory is showing to the world the only potentate, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But the only way it's going to work is through love. Now, we've been talking about glory in the Old Testament. I think uh, Minister Horton brought that up last week again. The word glory in the Old Testament, when he was talking about liver and heavy, uh, it's defined in the ancient Hebrew as something that is heavy in weight, wealth, abundance, importance, or respect. Something that is heavy in weight, in wealth, in abundance, in importance, and in respect. 
Now, we've already uh, worked with this scripture in our series, Understanding Grace, but I want to reiterate uh, this verse. I'm, I'm going to go back up a little bit so we can set this verse. We can set up this verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 13, we're going to read a couple of them. We have the same spirit of faith. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord shall, Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. I'm going to skip that. We don't have time for that. We're going to get past that for now. But I, I do want you to notice that. The apostles, they sh- that he shall present the apostles with us. Verse 15. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Here it is. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Look at this. So, listen, they're getting ready to be killed. And he said, but our light affliction. I mean, they're getting ready to put them to death like medieval style. And he said, it's just a light affliction. That's all it is. And it's only for a moment. But it works in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight. There it is. Of glory. It works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. He was speaking of his own body. But the things which are not seen, those things are eternal. Now, I'm going to skip some stuff here. Otherwise, we're we're never going to. We'll we'll pick it up later. But I, I do want... I've got to get it to a closing place tonight. Otherwise, you guys are going to be wrecked. And I don't want to wreck you. All right. Man, we skipped probably two weeks of study here. We're going to go back and we're going to look at the Hebrew word of glory. If you're watching on the app or on the website... I'm not entirely sure how this works yet, but I have, I have loaded these pictures that we're going to show you. I have loaded them onto the video on the website. So you can pull them up on your own and look at them if you can't see what they are when we pull them up. So we're going to go back and we're going to take heavy weight and honor. We're going to look at the word honor. 
which is the word glory. Okay, it means to consider something as heavy in the sense of respect. See what we did there? We, we went from heavy and we broke it down a little farther for the understanding's sake. So heavy comes down to the word honor or the definition of honor. And in that ancient Hebrew definition, it means to consider something as heavy in the sense of respect, glory, honor. Now, can you pull up the card for glory? Make it full screen. They don't need to see me. They need to see the information. All right. Now, I want you to look at this. I drew this for you guys. I made this for you. What you're looking at there, if you read it from right to left, you're looking at the word glory. It's made up of four Hebrew letters. The letter Kaf, the letter Bet, the letter Vav, and the letter Dalet. And then you'll see a number underneath that because every Hebrew letter has a numeric value attached to it. It has a numeric value attached to it. And then underneath that, you will see some hieroglyphic looking symbols, which is exactly what they are. They're the ancient Hebrew word pictures. So what you're looking at is the word glory. So the first letter, Kaf, can you bring that down to the corner now? I'll do it. All right. We're still training. So I'm going to leave that in the corner so you can follow along. The first letter, Kaf, you'll see is like an open hand, like a hand is open and reaching out. The second letter, Bet. Bet is the Hebrew word picture of a house or a temple or a tabernacle. Okay. And then you see Vav which is actually a nail or a stake. And Dilet is the word picture of a door. Now, listen closely, okay? This is going to be a little bit confusing for some of you at first. So follow me. Stay close. Turn off your distractions. You need to hear this. Kaf is defined as, and these are just basic meanings, okay? To open, to cover, to give, to close, crowning, accomplishment. The ancient Hebrew defines it as bend, curve, to tame, subdue, as one who has been bent 
to another's will. Now, bet is a house, temple, tabernacle, body, dwelling, and it goes on to even say universe. The ancient Hebrew defines it as a house, a tent. And if you see, if you look at how it's it's made, uh, it almost looks like a G that fell over and rolled a little bit. But if you if you see the how that is, you'll see one entrance into that. And the reason is because the tent or the tabernacle was divided into two sections, the men's and the women's. And the entrance was at the front of the tent in the men's section. And an entrance went from the men's section on into the women's section. Somebody says, oh no, here he goes. Oh yeah, here I go. Watch this. And I I can't do this with every letter, otherwise... We'll never, ever get... Maybe I'll do another series on what I'm getting... Something like I'm getting ready to share with you. But, oh my God. We could go on for years. We are going to probably end up going on for years. The opening to the temple was in the men's section. Okay. Now, this has nothing to do with your actual... I, well, originally, it did have to do with your gender, but what I'm saying doesn't actually have anything to do with your physical gender. And if that offends you, then you're in the wrong place. See, man was originally the word Adam. Man was originally the word Adam. Okay? And Adam... was the son of God. And when man fell, the nature of man went with him. Okay? And that is what we call the curse. That is why The Bible said that you are born into sin. And the man that's born into sin, or the the human that is born into sin, you start off in the office of man, or mankind, at that point. In a fallen state. Jesus told Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And unless he be born of spirit and water, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So upon those things taking place, you become renewed or recreated, a new creature. And then you enter in almost like climbing stairs, you enter into servant slash sonship. Okay? 
And we're not going to get into that, and I'm not even going to try to explain that now because that's that's its own series. You start off as in the sunship. That, that's where we're going to pick this up. You start off in the sunship. You enter in through the door of the temple or the door of the tabernacle or the door of the dwelling or the door of the mansion in the men's court. And after you journey through the men's court, you can then leave the men's court and go into the woman's court or the women's court, which is the bride chamber. But you cannot get into that chamber without first going through the men's court and through that process to get into that bride chamber. Now, Vav is a nail or a joint, secure, established. It's also defined as man. And yes, it is the Hebrew letter on the monster drink. Okay. In the ancient Hebrew, it means to add or to secure. Now, delet me is the door or the path. There are actually two. Um, there are two early possibilities for the ancient word picture of the word delet. There's the early Semitic uh, pictograph for this letter, and it's a fish. It's a fish. The door is the fish. And then there's the door pictograph, which is picked as uh, we have pictured here on your screen. So what does all this mean? What what is uh, kaf, bet, vav, delet? What what does all this mean? Why is this even important to get into? What do all these definitions mean? They're applicable to different verses and different scenarios. So let me give you a few uh, definitions that I'd put together using the different ancient Hebrew and different Hebrew. Uh, letter meanings. So I'm going to give it to you in a sentence. To subdue one's body, to join the path of God. To subdue one's body, to join the path of God. To open one's body or dwelling, to establish a door to the sheepfold. How many remember Jesus said, I am the door to the sheepfold. If any man come up any other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Somebody says, wait, are you saying you're Jesus? I'm saying I'm his body. Yeah, absolutely. You're his body too. Okay, and he, while he was in that body, he said he's the door. So to open one's body dwelling, to establish a door to the sheepfold. The crowning of the temple man. 
You know, your body is the temple, the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost, the temple man to establish the preaching of the kingdom of God. Now I'm using the fish. See, I'm using to let in the fish. But he says, what does the fish have to do with it? Well, the fish is evangelism. A preacher friend of ours even says so. We're not going to get into why. If you have questions on that, I'll explain that later. But uh, the fish represents evangelism. See, the fish was defined as the back and forth moving. It's like the tail wagging, the back and forth moving. So it's the back and forth moving of the preaching of the gospel to all nations. So let me read it again now that you understand that. The crowning of the temple man to establish the preaching of the kingdom of God, which is the back and forth moving to take the gospel to all nations. Now, if you take everything that you have heard tonight, and I know it's going to take you a long time to process this. I am nowhere near done. I'm nowhere near the end of Hang in there with me about five more minutes. I'll get us to a place to stop. I do want to give you something. I, I think we're going to start. I think we're going to stop at heart. But I do want to, I want to get to something to show you and then we'll pick it back up next week. Okay. So if you go back to Jesus glorifying you with the same glory that he was given, which was produced through love, that is how the gospel is preached or supposed to be anyway. Is through love. And like I say, we are just laying the foundation of this right now. We're not even into the message yet. We're not even into the meat of this. It's produced through love. First, it has to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then you have to love your neighbor as yourself. And then you have to... Um, you have to produce the love, which is... The glory of God. Now there have been there are a lot of you that are probably watching right now that have been in some old church services somewhere where you saw this haze and this glory and you called it the Shekinah glory of God that just lingered in the building. If you can take your mind back to that service, there's one thing I will guarantee that was going on when that happened. Love. I'll guarantee it. If you, you preachers that are watching, if you want that in your church, that's how you get it through love. But it's not, I know as the head goes, so goes the body, but the whole congregation has to be in that mindset. You can't do it alone. If you're a preacher or a pastor and you're watching, you can't do that by yourself. It, that is a whole body effort. Okay. But that's how it's done. It's through love. We're going to pick some of this back up next week now you notice uh, there's no leave that on what are you doing we're not ready for him yet quit playing you have a monitor so remember I'm going to side item here and I'm, I'm going to encourage everyone to make a donation uh, before you leave us today and, and help us. But I told you God's blessing us. It's only because you guys are donating. 
Um, we're not we're not actually getting enough donations uh, to really cover everything yet, but we're putting a lot of our own money into this just to kind of get the studio finished. The reason Sister Crystal struggles uh, with what you see on your screen while I'm doing the teaching here, I can't be back there on another computer running all of this. We can only do so much with what we have. Uh, she she can't. She's working blind, totally blind. She can't actually see what's happening. So she can't. When she makes a move on the screen, she can't see it. But we we do actually have a monitor. We we just got a monitor uh, a few days ago. So we're going to be setting that up this week. So she should uh, practice that and she'll be learning, uh, you know, and see the image of actually what she's doing because she has no idea what it looks like when she clicks a button. She just knows, oh, that's the button I'm supposed to click. So anyway, let's get into the numbers and I'm going to leave you on one thing and you're going to love this. If you if you notice, cough is, tw- there is the value 20. Bet is two. Vav is six. That's why they said those monster is six, six, six. But that's irrelevant. We're not even getting into that. That's that's so. Anyway, Dillette is four. So let's count. 20 plus two. How much is that? 22. Very good. Plus four. 26. Plus six. 32. 32. 32. <laughs> oh <my yes>. God. <laughs> 20 plus two plus six plus four equals 32. Now watch this close. Pull up full screen heart. Aha. Do you see that? That's the word heart. It's the Hebrew letter Lamed and the Hebrew letter Bet. And you'll see the shepherd's staff and the tabernacle. And it's 32. Now, the word heart... Do I have this? Probably do. The word heart is the Hebrew word lab. It's the Hebrew word lab. Now I'm going to show you something real quick. Psalm 64.10 said, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord. Righteous is one who is upright or uh, righteous can mean one who walks a straight path. What time? Can I go five more minutes? We got to get into this. We got to do this. We got to go five more minutes. All right, so the righteous shall be glad in the Lord. Do you see that? The word Lord is the word 
Yehovah or Jehovah. It means this, the existing one, the proper of the one true proper name of the one true God. Look at this, unpronounced except with the vowel points to pointings of, and you see it comes from the Hebrew in the uh, Strong's H one thirty six. Let's look at that. H-136, the Lord, and it's, I, I don't have it to pull up for you, but it's, it's pictured as the door, the let, and the seed representing, if you, if you bring the two together, it means the door of life. Heart, the door of life. Which actually, or excuse me, Lord is the door of life. It comes from Adonai. Adonai, which comes from Adon or Adun. And that means sovereign. That is controller, human or divine, Lord, master, owner. Do you see that? It's actually where Adam comes from. It's actually where Adam comes from. Now let's let's finish reading this. And shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. See, here's what we're actually working toward. Now, remember the word glory. It adds up to the word heart. It adds up to the word heart. Now, let me show you one, two more things here. Heart is defined, well, it's lay, it's defined as mind, will. I'm going to skip through these because some of these are just obvious. Mind, will, understanding, soul, Knowledge, thinking, reflection, memory, inclination, resolution, determination of will, conscience, the, as the seat of appetites. Now you know why they that hunger and thirst shall be filled. As the seat of emotions and passions, as the seat of courage. Do you see that? So glory spells out heart. Glory literally spells out heart. So if you're trying to understand how God can glorify you, and believe me, we are going to get into the scripture where God won't share his glory. Don't you worry. It's coming. If you're wondering how God can glorify you, where Jesus said, the glory that I have been given, I have given them. It is when your mind is turned over to God. It's when your understanding is turned over to God. When your soul is turned over to God. All of these things in this definition have to be surrendered over to God. And when they're given back to you, they're given back to you in love. 
that you can produce the agape love of God, which is, in fact, the glory of God. It is the glory of God. Now, I'm going to... Man, I hate to cut it off. I'm going to cut it off here. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom. And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure.